Oh okay, my gosh. So I was trying to no tell her that it was all going to be so okay. What do I even know? No one ever listens oh to me. Oh my gosh. I swear no my life me, is so what do sitcom. I even know? Welcome to the sitcom. Okay, guys. So here's the dealio. I got told recently that I would probably do really well at stand-up comedy. And I have never really thought about stand-up comedy. Uh, But as I thought more about kind of the purpose of this podcast and kind of the theme of this podcast, I feel like it's just a bunch of me talking about random things in my life that are funny and hopefully making you laugh. So I thought I'd make it a little bit more uh, organized. I like organizing. So this week we're going to be introducing a segment called Stand Out. So this segment is basically just going to be a few minutes every podcast where I'm going to start practicing my stand-up comedy skills and you guys get to be my guinea pigs and listen to these little few-minute skits that I'm going to start writing. So that should be interesting for everybody involved because I've never done stand-up and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm really good at making fun of myself. So hopefully that bodes well for me. So I recently got a new puppy and right now I have a dog, Luna, and I've had her for almost two years now and she will be three next month. So we're very excited. We're having a bar themed party with jello shots because she's going to be 21 in dog years. We're very excited about that. So we got a new puppy and her name's Leo and she's four months old and she is an Aussie lab. Now Luna is a black Pomeranian, so she's full grown and at full grown, she is the same size as Leal at four months old. So it's very exciting, but they're learning how to get around with each other and get along and function with having the other one around. It's It's been very cute to watch it happen actually, but they do this thing. Uh, first off, I created these like human voices for them in my own head and uh, to me, Luna kind of sounds like this really snotty, usually gets what she wants because she is so cute, kind of a voice. Um, she's kind of a brat, but at the same time, she's super loyal. So I guess we kind of sound the same. Um, in my head, her voice is very similar to mine. Now, Leal, I've been trying to figure out what her human voice sounds like, and she's a really derpy dog. She has way more limbs than she knows what to do with. Her extremities just kind of go everywhere. She's got these huge bat-like ears, and so she just has this really derpy voice in my head. So I'll make these narratives when they're running around the house or when they're just sleeping or existing, doing whatever. I will have these conversations in my head of what I think they're saying, and I'll have those conversations in the human voices that I've made up for them. So it's really interesting. They are always fighting over the same toy or rawhide, which I don't understand because we have at least two of every toy so that they don't have to share if they don't want to. There's always four or five rawhides. We usually can only find one, and that's a whole different story that I'll tell you about later in the case of the missing rawhides. But they always seem to be fighting over the same rawhide, and I don't understand it because it's usually the one that's smaller and has dirt and hair and gross from being on the floor covered in spit for days. So there was one time where I saw Luna and she went and picked up a rawhide and I saw Leal look over at her and Luna noticed that and I started having this dialogue in my head. So here's what it sounded like. If I hide, maybe she's not going to find me and I can eat this thing in peace. Oh my gosh, look at sister in a cool ride. Oh my gosh, I want to be just like my sister. 
Oh my, please no, please no, please go away. I don't want, I just need me time. Oh my gosh, I want to be just like my sister. And then Leo proceeds to take the rawhide out of Luna's mouth. And sometimes they fight over it and sometimes they don't. But inevitably she always ends up losing the rawhide, Luna. So then she'll sit on the floor and she looks at me with this look like, uh, are you going to do something? Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here watching this whole thing going, oh God, I don't even know if I like it. <laughs> To which Luna gets irritated and kind of gets this snotty look like, Mom, she took my thing. Okay, sidebar here. Um, I have to explain what I mean when I say I don't like kids. I don't really know how this happened. And I don't know at what point this started happening. Because five years ago, I had my first serious boyfriend. And, oh, six years ago. Yikes. Six years ago, I had my first serious boyfriend. And while we were dating, I was insane insanely baby hungry and I was that girl that anytime I saw a baby I just would start crying and so I'm 21 at the time I'm crying over babies I'm baby hungry that all goes down the drain and I've had a few boyfriends since then and I've dated a few guys since then but for whatever reason I just have not really cared about wanting kids and you know what I'm so happy for the people that do like kids and that are good with kids and that want kids I tip my hat to you because I do not like kids they freak me out you never know what they're gonna do you can't yell at them you're not supposed to yell at them and uh so I don't really know how to communicate with them I do really well with teenagers I worked professionally as a social worker with teenagers for three years I do really well with teenagers kids I just I don't I don't know I I don't understand how this happened but for whatever reason I'm that girl that if people are like, hey, do you want to pick up an extra shift at work? And someone else texts the group text back and says, yeah, only if I can bring my kid. I immediately respond with, you know, I think I have plans. And that's regardless of whether my plan is to lay on the floor contemplating why I don't want kids or actually having something to do. I will always respond with, you know, I think I got something going on because I'm not uncomfortable around kids. There are some kids that can wiggle their way into my heart for a minute, but in general, I'm not really the biggest fan of kids. And like I said, I don't know where this came from. Teenagers, I do great with. Kids, not so much. So, back to our original narrative. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I don't even know if I want kids. Luna's freaking out, giving me this look. Leo's just over there chomping away. And, you know, she's four months old, so she chomps at everything. This is not anything new. And I get overwhelmed and I go, you know what? I need a bath. So, I start drawing up a bath. I pull all the rawhides out, you know, all 18 of them that will go missing inevitably. <laughs> I pull out their toys. I, you know, take them to the bathroom. I, I make sure everything is all ready so that I can have 20 minutes to myself to just kind of gather my thoughts and figure out what to do next because I can't drop kick them over a fence. I can't do that. And I love them. Truly, I love them. So I have to figure out what to do. So I draw a bath. I get all their stuff out. Life is good. They're in my room. So there's not like there's much space for them to run around or find things to chew up. I'm in the bath for 20 minutes. I come out and there is a substance all over the carpet. And I look over at Leo and her entire snout is pink. And I'm very confused because I have no idea what this is. And then I notice a package by her foot. And it's a package of protein powder. Strawberry cream protein powder. I just about lose it. And in my scary mommy voice, I say, what have you done? 
And of course, I immediately regret that because she looks like she has just dishonored her entire family and she just gets so sad. Her ears slick back, all nine feet of her ears slick back, her tail tucks. She lays down on the floor. She rolls over and shows me her belly being submissive. And I think, oh, the worst mother but still i don't know where this protein packet has come from again it probably comes from the same land where all of the rawhides go too so i am furious past the point i i the goggles are on i can't see the cute face that leo is making and i immediately start to panic because at this point it's almost bedtime and the thing with puppies is you can't give them you have to restrict water for a certain amount of time before they go in their kennel so that you can start training their bladder when you're housebreaking them. And Leo's at the point where she's old enough that she wakes me up during the night when she has to go to the bathroom. So she, her and Luna both sleep in the bed with me. And so I'm thinking, well, her kennel's supposed to be her happy place. I just yelled at her. She knows she did something wrong. If I put her in her kennel tonight, she's going to start associating her kennel with bad things. And I don't want that because how am I supposed to house train her or kennel train her if there's no happy place in the kennel? The second thing I'm thinking is... Typically when she has an accident and it's been awesome because usually that's on the tile and I'm not sure how that happened, but I got lucky with that. And, uh, and when it's not, I have a Bissell pet spot eraser. Woo Bissell, I love you. And that just cleans it right up so fast. So usually when that happens or when she nips Luna a little too hard or is playing too rough, like, you know, her timeout place is the bathroom. And so I'm thinking, well, I can't just leave her in the bathroom all night because I don't know what she could find in there if she managed to find a package of protein powder and procured it from thin air in 20 minutes what could she do an entire nighttime of being stuck in the bathroom I'm also thinking I don't want to leave her in there for you know 10 15 20 minutes because I want to be getting ready for bed and if I'm sticking her in there I can't be brushing my teeth I can't be in there preparing for bed because then the lights are on she'll be in there I'll be in there and she'll be thinking "Ooh, I get mommy time which that's not the case she's supposed to be taking a time out so I'm sitting here thinking all of these things and I realize that my eye is twitching and I realize that I'm starting to grit my jaw and the wheels are turning and I'm trying to figure out what to do because I can't put her in her kennel because then she won't think that's a happy place. But I also can't put her in the bathroom because then she's going to rip everything up during the night. But I also don't want to stay up an extra hour so I can be able to have her in the kennel for a lifetime and then be able to go into the bathroom and get ready for bed and then get everybody to bed and then give her the punishment that she needs. And it's just all rolling around in my head until all of a sudden I just implode and make this screeching dragon noise of ah! And I hear from the other room, so I live in a three-bedroom condo, and my friend Kaylee lives with me. And I hear from the other room Kaylee going, uh-huh. And I, I poke my head out and I'm like, tell her what happened. I recount this whole ordeal of what the last 20 minutes has been. And she goes, you know, this is why you're going to be the mom that ends up putting her kids in a kennel when they're in trouble. And I instantly think, probably. But just to prove a point, I'll also probably put the dog in their crib. And then I realize... Maybe if you don't like kids, maybe getting a puppy is not the best idea. So I have all this going through my mind. I'm imploding. I'm screaming. I'm trying to talk it through with my roommate. I should also add that she is an elementary ed major and she teaches preschool and she really loves kids. So I always go to her for advice when I don't know what to do about kids because they freak me out. I don't know what to do. So I'm talking to her. I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm still not sure if I'm going to put her in the kennel or if I'm going to put her in the bathroom. And I, and I go in there. And her and Luna are just snuggling each other. And it was one of those rare moments where I remembered, you know what? It's all gonna be okay. 
to which 30 seconds later I realized I still need to bathe her, clean up all of the protein powder that's not all over the floor, and scrub it all out because otherwise it's going to stick into the carpet and that's just going to get gross. And then I have to give Leela a bath and then I still have another hour before I can get them into bed because it's going to take forever. So mothers out there, I appreciate you. I love you. I don't know how you do what you do because all I have are fur babies that I can stick in a kennel and I don't know how you do it. So shout out to moms out there. I love you guys. You're amazing. And uh, this is where I'm going to cue the uh, laugh track that I'm going to go find after this. <laughs> All right, Crystal, you out there? Yes, I am. Hello. Welcome to the My Life is a Sitcom podcast. We're excited to have you. I, I always say we, like there's more than one person. It's me and my dogs. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so first off, let's just jump right into it. Give us a little introduction of who you are, where you're from, that whole spiel. Of course. You know, like, I first of all, I just wanted to tell you, you know, even before I start talking about myself, that I am so excited to talk to you. Um, when they found you on Instagram, I started going through your feed and looking at your posts. You have some, like, some darling content, and I stalked you thoroughly in your Instagram. Um, and, oh I, and I was listening to your podcast on SoundCloud, and I was like, this is adorable. And so when you invited me to come up, like, of course I'll do that. Oh my I'd love to, be part of, I'd love to be part of the awesome. That'd be so great. But, um, yeah, so thank you for having me. But Yeah, of course. I, uh, I, and you have, like, one of my favorite scriptures. Right at the beginning um, of your Instagram That's bio, Philippians four eleven. I saw that and I was like, no, she does not. I just I love that yes. scripture. So, so but good. yes, you absolutely do. Okay, but anyway, sorry. So to answer your question, <laughs> now that I got that off my chest, um, <laughs> I am a singer. Yay! I like to sing songs. Um, I'm a singer. I'm an actress. I'm a model, general entertainer type person. I like to dance as well, and, and there's some dance clips that are on my my Instagram feed too, but. That's most of what I do right now, primarily, I think. Um, and I am originally from Texas. I'm living in Utah now, and I've been here for a couple of years. But Texas is definitely where, that's where I grew up. That's, that's yeah. where I spent the majority of my life. That's so fun. What part of Texas did you grow up in? So I, my dad worked for the state as I was growing up, and so we moved a ton and wow. people would always go, oh, you're in the military? And I'd go, no, Dad just works for Texas, you know. And so <laughs> I lived all over the southeast part of Texas. So I always just oh, tell God. people, you know what, I mean, we moved like 16 times. So Houston, <laughs> all over the Houston area, all okay. over the San Antonio area, and all over like the Galveston kind of area. Like those three okay. spots, if you kind of draw like a 20-mile radius, we'd probably live there. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's so fun. So your dad worked for the state. Was he, um, like, what did he do for the state? You know, he had he had several different jobs. He doesn't work for them anymore. Um, yeah. He he's doing things that are way way more relaxed. But I I can't even tell you exactly. <laughs> he had four different it was four different positions. Wow. In like in the government office he was doing not okay. not government office like politics but just <laughs> yeah he was it was a few different things but. He's so a lot happier now. Now he's he's got a job where he gets to sit down and he gets to read and he gets to study and that's, that's uh -huh. what he likes to do. So I'm happy yeah. that he's got something that's so much, funny. much more chill. That's so funny. So I actually worked for the state of Utah for a little bit doing social work. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that. Like, I didn't have to move around a lot. But, like, the idea of now I go and I spin for a few hours and then I come home and I like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so relaxing. I did not know life could be this relaxing. 
Yes, yes, exactly. That's yeah, so funny. Oh, I love that. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit how you kind of got into this entertainment industry of music and acting and dancing. You know, it's interesting because my family didn't do that. You know, like, yeah. I feel like a lot of the times when I talk to other entertainers, the first thing they say is, oh, well, my mom was a singer. Oh, well, my dad, right. my dad did theater. Or, you know, there's some kind of family history, family background there, and, you know, um, it kind of runs in the family to do those things. But I know that my mom has a beautiful voice, and her and her siblings would sing together, you know, crowd around the couch the guitar on occasion. But yeah. it wasn't something that everyone, it wasn't like I came from a line of professional entertainers. You know, I just remember that as a kid, and even now, like, I I love everything. You know, I, I always tell people, yeah. if you, if it's something that someone has fun doing, I'll probably have fun doing it, too. Like, I, yeah. I, I just, I'm very, very easy to please when it comes to entertainment. I enjoy so totally. many different things. And, and as a child, you know, you want to do everything professionally. You want to be an astronaut. <laughs> you want to be a professional soccer player. You want to do everything and anything, you know, if it's. If it's in a movie, you probably want to do it. And and I was no exception to that. I definitely, I went back and forth all the time about what I wanted to do when I grew up. But the one thing that stayed consistent was entertaining. You know, what I wanted to sing and I wanted to play guitar and I wanted to dance. And, and my parents, I think, caught on to that. And they started to notice that I had some definite patterns. And, and those were the things that I just never let go of. They were always interesting to me. They were always there. They were always at the forefront of my mind and everything else kind of just faded into the background over time. So I just kept going with it. And, and, you know, I figured if I'm passionate about it and I love it, uh, why not? <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's something yeah. I'll never get tired of doing, why not keep doing that? And so I just kind of went all in and I mean, it took a little while, you know, I did the whole like, well, you know, maybe I should do something more responsible. You know, the things that people tell you when you're first getting in the entertainment industry, like this is a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. And I eventually decided that a plan B was a bad idea because I was splitting my resources and so I put both yeah. feet in the water and just started swimming. And I um, I love it. I love singing. I love I love acting. I love modeling. I love doing all of those things. And, and for me, it's been a really fulfilling experience. So I look forward to, to continuing on that path. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And I think the thing that like kind of drew me into your profile, kind of giving you a little, little clap back, um, is that I'm kind of right there at that beginning where I just got asked to come out and do my first runway show in LA in June. So I'm kind of like, oh, exciting. Right at the beginning of that. thank you. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. So I've like done the whole bachelor's master's works professionally, all that plan, you know, quote plan B stuff and realized, I realized about a, eight months ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not happy. I don't like this. So I quit. I just up and quit my job and was like, well, I'm going to figure something out. And I've been podcasting oh, for about a year and a half. But I'm like, that's what makes me happy. I would love to podcast. I would love to produce. I would love to, you know, do that kind of stuff. And the easiest way for that is to kind of jump at the front of it and just kind of take the bull by the horns. And so that's just so funny mm-hmm. that we have kind of that similar idea of you have to do something you love and you have to just make that – what you do with your life. So I love that so much. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that you notice that, you know, because I think so many people, they go through this plan B lifestyle and they realize it way, way, way later in life. You know, you're still, you have so much life to live. We both do, you know, <laughs> you're, you're young oh, yeah. and young. We have, we have so much opportunity. And I think it's so great that you recognize that now, you know, and you're like, yeah. you know what, I can, I can do this. This is the thing yeah. and I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to have fun doing the thing. You know, like, right? I think that's Absolutely. part of what I loved about your profile is you look like you're enjoying yourself. And I was like, yes, this is what it's about. You know, like do it and love that you're doing it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so kind of walk me through 
what that was like when you kind of decided that this was going to be your career. What did that look like? How did you kind of navigate through that first little chunk of time? You know, so I, like I said, I was kind of doing the plan B thing for a while. I would always write songs. And I remember I was actually attending college back in Texas, and I was, what was my major? I changed my major like four (laughs) times. I'm trying to think of what major I had when this happened exactly. Um, But I know that for a while I was a business administration major, and I was a musical theater major for a little while, and I was an accounting major. And at one point with one of these majors, I was taking uh, voice lessons with the music trainer at the school. And he, his office, where I took my voice lessons, was located right across the hall from the piano practice rooms that, you know, most colleges of music programs have. Yeah. And yeah. I would go off and do my homework, and then I would go to the piano practice room right across from his room, and I would practice for hours. And then I would go to my other classes, and then in between every class, I was back in, back in that room. Yeah. And so during one of my voice lessons, he just kind of looked at me, and he said, Crystal, why aren't you a vocal performance major? Why aren't you a music major? You know, why aren't you majoring in this? And I was like, oh, well, you know, like, I hear there's not a lot of money in it, and I'm just trying to be responsible, make sure that, you know, I can I have a job that can make money so that I can put that money towards fueling my dreams. And then he kind of just wove his hands at me, and he's like, no, 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 no. He was like, all you do is sit in that dang room. You don't do anything <laughs> else. He was, like, you, he was like, you and that piano. He was like, if you love it that much, you need to be doing this. And then he said yeah. something that really changed changed my life. And it was such a simple phrase, but he looked right at me and he said, Crystal, you're not stupid, you'll eat. Yeah. And he stopped for a second. I was like, wait, what? You know, no one ever said that to me before. Yeah. Not in that way. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he said, you're not stupid, you'll eat. He's like, let me explain. And I guess he had a teacher, a mentor that had told him this and he was in turn telling it to me. But he said that you will find a way to feed yourself. Mm-hmm. You will find a way to feed your family. You will figure it out because you're not stupid. You think if you pursue what you're meant to be doing and what you love and what brings you joy and what allows you to bring the most joy to the world around you, you'll, like, you'll find yeah. a way to feed your family and to take care of yourself. You're going to be fine. And I don't oh, I think that, that this was his intended <laughs> outcome, but I dropped out of school. I dropped all of my classes. I just completely dropped out of college. And I think he had a little bit of a panic attack. He was like, no, that's not what I meant. And I was like, oh, that's how I took it. And I was gone. (laughs) And from that point on, I just just focused on the things that I really wanted to be doing. And I have never looked back. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I like that. I feel like I've been, like, figuring out that same kind of uh, urgency I guess a little bit the last little bit I there have been plenty of days Mm -hmm. where I've been like you know sitting in bed at night and I'm like you know I don't really know how the bills are going to get paid and you know I come from (laughs) kind of a faith-based background so I'm like well I mean if God wants me doing this it'll it'll happen somehow so I love Mm -hmm. that kind of you had a mentor that kind of explained that to you and and you took it and ran with it and made that kind of what you did with your life and I love that I think that's so cool so bold and daring um, okay, so we have some rapid-fire questions from um, from people from your Instagram, people from my Instagram. So you haven't seen these questions, so are you ready? I, I'm excited. I, you know what, <laughs> what, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. We're just going to answer these questions honestly, so go for it. I know, right? That's always the funnest part. So I'm like, oh, yeah, here's an outline like, so you can think about what you're doing. We're going to throw in some stuff that you have no preparation for, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I, am, I am prepared. I'm ready. Perfect. I think. They're, they're not too hard. Uh, first off, what artist 
inspire you? Oh, my goodness, this question. I, I probably get this question, you know, 20 times a day. And the funny yeah. thing is I feel like every time I answer it, it's always a, a different, different answer. <laughs> it's different every single time. Oh, you know? But, I mean, I have, like, I have the artists that definitely inspired me, you know, from 10, 15 years ago and even five right. or six years ago. Yeah. And, and I've been doing music now for a long time. And, and the artists that inspire me, they change. I mean, I don't want to say that they change because I definitely keep the old ones. I should Mm -hmm. say I accumulate more as I go. But I know that, you know, when I was a teenager, it was all about, you know, Paramore and Avril Lavigne and, and a fine frenzy, a fine frenzy to this day. I think that's probably the one group that I always, always say, you know, like Paramore Mm -hmm. and a fine frenzy and Avril Lavigne, those are three staples for me, but I loved them. And, and, you know, then there was, I was a nineties kid. And so there's the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, Britney Spears and, you know, the classics. And then moving forward, I would say as far as like my absolute, like top, like super, like super current, I guess, artists that have come out, I should say mm-hmm. artists that have come out in the last four or five years. Um, Lord is huge for me. I yes. love, I love Lord. And she was, it was kind of a, an interesting time for me because I was really struggling, you know, the past five or six years. Like, who am I? What do I want to do? Because in high school, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, all, I'm all pop punk. No yeah. problem. Yeah. I look like a, you know, rocker chick. And, and I was right. fine with it. But as I started to mature musically, I thought, you know, there's something else here. Like, I'm not fitting yeah. in anywhere. And then Lord came out, and she made art pop really popular. And, you know, yeah. the electro pop. But it wasn't, it wasn't trance, and it wasn't techno. And, you know, it wasn't quite those things, but it was a little bit electronic, very artistic, and I, I, it just resonated with me. It was like, this is exactly. So I love Lord, really, really deeply relate to her. Billie Eilish, I think, is my sister from another mister. I just, she's my <laughs> other half. Sometimes I think the way that she writes and, and yeah. again, she's kind of like Lord. They're very expressive. There's very a lot of mm-hmm. kind of an artistic take on what they do. And so I'd say those two right now are probably the my biggest influences at the moment. Awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite style that you like to sing, or is there a style that you really don't know that you would ever try to dapple into? Good question. You know, it's funny being from Texas. People just assume <laughs> that you must do country. You know, oh, like yeah. you have to be oh, able to do it. And to be honest, I actually really like country. I didn't like it as much when I was growing up. I think when mm-hmm. you grow up and that's the number one thing and you do have kind of, you know, the pop punk thing yeah. that kind of comes with a need to be a little bit rebellious <laughs> in some ways. So I was super rebellious because I was like, I hate country. Country's the worst. Nobody cool listens to country. You know, but now I love country now. Country's great. And I love, yeah. you know, country swing dancing and I'm all about it. Oh, but yeah. no matter what I've done, I just, I don't sound country when I sing and and my accent will come out when I speak but when I sing it just disappears and I'm like you know what I have written some pretty great country songs maybe I'll sell them to somebody someday because I sound ridiculous trying to do country so so I'm the Texan that can't do that but that's so uh, far as favorite things to perform. I mean, just any anything else. I don't know. I'm pretty good at the other styles. I can I can kind of get away with a little bit of classical type things here and there. You know, right. pop is pop is good. Indie is good. I mean, I, yep. I I I can compete with other things, but country and I I love it. It's just it's that love that you just you're never gonna have. You know, you just gotta yeah, have something. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure if I'm sure if I really tried hard enough, I could I could at least pass. 
that he's possible, but I just don't have that kind of energy. I'm just, you know, not yeah. down for it. That is so funny. And that's funny that you say that your uh, hate of country as a teenager was kind of your rebellion. For me, it's yes. the exact opposite, where I grew up in a home where my parents were always listening to, like, 80s pop and that kind of thing. So I was like, well, I'm going to listen to country music. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's so funny that we're, like, literally the opposite, where that's how I got into country music, is because I was like, my parents think that it's the devil and it's the worst, so I'm only going to listen to country music. And now it's, that I mean, that's my hilarious. favorite genre, I- but. I think you were the only person I have ever met who has <laughs> verbally admitted to rebelling by listening to country music. That is one of the best things that I've heard all week. Wow. <laughs> yep, which is so funny because kind of same. Like, me and my roommate go country line dancing every Wednesday, every Saturday. Like, it's just so – it's just become kind of a part of my life, and it's really – yeah, it's so funny, especially living in this area where – not too many people admit that they like country music here along the walk. <laughs> so it's just really yeah. funny whenever, like, I'll be working at my cycling studio and people will be like, oh, like, which song do you want to hear? And I'm like, oh, you don't want to know. They're like, what? I'm like, I mean, put some Big and Rich in there. Like, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, next question. What was the first concert that you went to? Oh, my goodness. The first concert that I went to was actually a Lifehouse concert. And Lifehouse, oh, oh I loved them. Yes. I loved so Lifehouse. They're so oh, good, and they just defined an entire period of my life. They were actually my single favorite band um, with a male singer. I always had this divide. It's like Paramore is my favorite band with a female singer. Lifehouse yeah. is my favorite band with a male singer. But I just different feels. They are. They're so different. You can't even really compare them sometimes. But Lighthouse was my first concert, and it was so good. And I just got to say, you know, like, I, oh, it's just amazing. To this day, I look back at that concert, and it was just so flawless. Like, it it was so emotional and perfect and just wow. Like, I just loved that concert. That's so cool. Oh, I love that. Um, Okay. If you could meet any artist and have a sit down for one hour with them, who would it be? It would definitely be Haley Williams. The singer from Paramore. I think, and part of it for me is that Haley Williams started to get super popular when she was only like 15. I mean, I think think their first album that got really big was, yeah, she's 15 when it came out. And we're really close to the same age. And so I feel like she's kind of lived this parallel life with me, even though she doesn't know me, you know, and like we kind of grew up together, but we grew up in different, in different places, you know. And so I feel like I've always admired her work and what she's done and, and I've watched her journey from the outside but I've always been so curious about what her journey looked like from the inside and right. as I've listened to her music and the lyrics and, and things evolve especially with their most recent album mm-hmm. her, my favorite song my favorite song in the world is, is a song called 26 and she that came out when I was 26 and I heard it when oh. I was 26 and, oh, and it was that. just the most amazing thing and it's it spoke to me so directly. And I actually saw them in concert for the first time just recently, like very, very recently, and I had never seen them. And so, so as I was looking at her up on the stage, I was like, you know what, like someday yeah. I would love to sit down and just have lunch and just be able to talk about, you know, her life and kind of get some of those answers that I'm curious about, but also kind of be able to tell her how how she affected my life in positive ways. And, you know, I, I do, you know, a Southern Southern Christian type girl, like I come yeah. from a religious background as well. And I've noticed that her music has always reflected her own faith, even though it's not wow. outright. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's Christian as well. And, and so, you know, to be in that industry and to keep your songs, you know, pretty clean, 
And to keep them very focused is something so admirable. And she's one of the only artists I've ever seen who has maintained, you know, those standards. Yeah, that integrity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that that integrity to herself. And I just, so I really admire that. I'd love to talk to her someday. Oh, I love that. Okay, we have two more. Uh, What is your favorite place to travel to? My favorite place to travel. So I have been the worst when it comes to traveling. And <laughs> someone actually, so there was a bunch of, I actually did a Q&A with, uh, with, on my Instagram last night. And one of the oh, questions yeah, yeah. was, what's your favorite hobby? And I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm late to the traveling game, but Wanderlust is real, you know, and it hit me. Yep. And so I think that right now my favorite place to travel is, you know, like to my parents' house. But like, I'm trying to like <laughs> get into like real traveling. Um, so I'm, I'm more like making a list of places to go. And right now I know there's a train and I, I know it's real because it was on, it was on the internet, right? So it must yep. be real. But mm-hmm. there's supposed to be this train that starts in like California and takes you all the way to New York. Yeah. So you can, like, ride the same train all the way across oh the United States. And that that's, like, my thing that I'm thinking about that I really want to do. That's so cool. Um, I would love to try that. That'd be, I'll come with you. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, my th- that's so funny. My thing is uh, I'm, I really want to prepare to hike the Pacific Crest Trail and do part of that at some point. And I'm like, oh, my that goodness. would be so cool yes. to do that's part of that. So cool. Kind of for that same reason, I feel like that you want to do this train thing is it's like that's a lot of time just by myself, like with just me and my thoughts and like getting all of that, not having any distractions and just doing my thing for days on it, mm-hmm. I think would be for so sure. Cool. Um, okay, last question, cats or dogs? Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go with dogs because I'm super, I'm super allergic to cats. I actually love cats too, but I'm very, very allergic. And, um, and, oh gosh, I just, I love them both. They're both so cute. And, you know, going back to fads, like in my family, I did grow up in one of those families. There's almost like a fad to hate cats. It's like, ew, cats, like we're dog people. You know, it's just funny because my parents don't like dogs either. Like they're just not pet people. Okay. (laughs) But, but, you know, I kind of, it kind of hit me one day. I just remember I was like holding a kitten and I was like, it's so cute and it's so sweet. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I want one. I, I do mean, want one. What is this feeling? You know, you know? Funny. I think it's adorable, <laughs> and I I just love animals in general. I do have a rabbit right now, so oh, but I am a bunny mom, and his name is okay. Rashi, and I love him. But oh, between cats true. or dogs, yeah, allergies. I just there's only so much I can yeah. do about it, and have to go with the with the being on a dog person. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Okay, so uh, in our little agenda, we talk. I, I sent you a little snippet about a segment that I do called So I Did a Thing. And uh, I'll give you a minute to kind of collect your thought, but basically this is just going to be a confession of something that you probably wouldn't tell people. Um, It can be something that happened recently. It can be something that happened years and years ago. So I'll go first. And uh, I've been saving this one, actually. This happened a few weeks ago, and I was like, wait, this would be perfect for when I'm talking to Crystal. I feel like she'll get me. Um, as opposed to last week where I was uh, podcasting with my co-host, Jay, and he's a very liberal New York black man. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like you're going to appreciate this as much. Oh, that's so but, funny. <laughs> so, okay, so I started a thing. I uh, I had a couple of free spray tans. So I was like, cool, I'm going to go get a spray tan, get a nice little glow. It's going to be great. Like, life is going to be good. I'm going to start, you know, looking like summer is here, even though it's a blizzard. So... I go to the spray tanning place, and uh, I'm in the booth, and it's one of those, like, I, I don't know how many different kinds there are, but it was, like, a self-cleaning 
spray tan booth. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever, this is cool. Get in there, had never done a spray tan. Um, I had just gotten done with a workout, so I had been chugging water like a crazy person, didn't realize how bad I had to pee until that cold oh my goodness. spray hit my forehead and I just peed the spray tan booth. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and at first I was like, no! And then I remembered, wait, this is self-cleaning. Does that mean it's going to, like, sanitize it afterwards? So I just spent the whole, like, you know, three minutes that I was in there, but just panicked of, like, I really hope this self-cleaning thing means that it's also going to sanitize. And then, of course, my mind being what it is, I was like, you know, the vagina is a self-cleaning organ, too, so that's interesting. And then I was like, no, now I'm here. Now we're here. So as I'm stepping out, I'm like, well, I'm now stepping out of the vagina spray tan booth that I just peed in. It's like my birth. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And I have not gone back to that place since then. Oh my gosh! Was it, was it like awkward coming out? Did they did they like go in and like see it, or did you just leave as quickly as you could, or did I you tell anyone? Like, right? <laughs> so right, that was like twenty questions. I just asked you well, all the questions, right? So it started like self cleaning. So from the top, there was like water that sprayed down, like spilled in the bottom, and it was like cleaning it out. So I so it was wet in the bottom when I left, but I was like, I hope that's mostly water. Um, but then I just was like, I gotta get out of here, like. I don't, I don't know what's going on in there. Like, I I just have to get out. So I just hurried through my clothes, like, patted down, threw my clothes on, and was like, okay, see ya. Like, ducked my head and just never went back. <laughs> you know what? Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just proud of you for saying it. People are going to hear this. You know people are going to hear this, right? Like, you know that people are going to listen to this. I am going to share this with my thousands and thousands of followers. They're all going to hear it. So um, there you go. Good job. That's why I'm not sharing which which place it was at. Cause oh, yeah. Like, you are not <laughs> Yeah, we don't need that. that that's fine. So, that information is irrelevant. Nope, irrelevant. So there you have it. So there's my, there's, uh, there's my confession. So I feel that... Anything you say will probably not be as terrible, so you can rest assured that you will not be as ridiculed for whatever you're about to say. I mean, I kind of, like, I kind of wish that, like, I had something really <laughs> awful to say because now I just feel bad. I'm like, gosh, I, that, that beats me before I even begin. Um, everyone, she wins. But I just, you know, this is funny when you asked me to do this because I was looking at it and, and I was like, with, you know, you sent me the, the outline. This is kind of yeah. what we're going over. And I don't embarrass, like, it's really hard to embarrass me. It's very, yeah. very difficult. And so I was just like racking my brain. I was like, all right, Crystal, you can think of something embarrassing. You can think of something embarrassing. And I honestly, I can't think of a lot of things that have happened to me that are super embarrassing that I can remember because I don't know, like, I think I just, I don't know if I'm just really good at rolling with the punches or if I'm just really good at emotionally shutting down. <laughs> shutting down. Something embarrassing like, happens. I, just don't, feel, I yep. just don't feel the pain of it. I don't know which it yep. is. But I, you know, I, I was thinking about um, things that I'm bad at. I was like, you know, if we're going to be, like, vulnerable and talk about things <laughs> we don't usually talk about, that's something yeah. that you don't usually talk about. You know, when you have this. There's there's always a pressure when you're in the entertainment industry to be perfect, and everyone knows, and it's well established that nobody's perfect, and we're all different. We're all different kinds of beautiful, but that doesn't yeah. take away the pressure of being beautiful within your own niche. 
you know, beautiful within your own, like, your own, like, section of human beings, you know, and as an actress, (laughs) you get a casting call, and you show up, and and you see 50 other people that look just like you, and you have to be, like, the best you in the room, you know what I mean, but it's not you, it's 50 other people, so I thought, what's something that I'm really bad about that I wouldn't, you know, normally uh, initially talk about, (laughs) Um, and so, you know, my sister, so, Rachel, Rachel is my little sister. I have two older sisters, younger sister. I have four brothers. I have lots of siblings, as they can be. And um, she is, I have four brothers and three sisters. There's eight of us. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's quite a bit. And uh, Rachel is, like, she's my younger sister, and she is a professional photographer. And so um, occasionally she will have me model for her. and, And we had a really cool opportunity fairly recently to actually work together on the same shoot. We both were hired by the same company and so it was just it's really cool to see like my little sister's name and my name and we're both on the, you know, same same Aww. call sheet and so she's gonna be taking my pictures and remodeling for this company, you know? And I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be so wonderful and it was. It was it was really wonderful to to get to work with her because we don't get to do that very often. But um I am really, really bad at keeping track of the things that I've done. And it's, it's the most embarrassing thing in the world because people are like, Oh, you know, what do you do for a living? Or what do you do? What, you know, what is your thing? You're like, Oh, I'm a professional singer. And they say, that's cool. You do, you know, do you ask for anything? Like, Oh yeah, I'm just a professional actress as well. And I model. And the first thing that they do is they go, Oh, you're a model. And you're like, yeah. Oh, you're yep. an actress. Yeah. Well, what have you done? And it's so embarrassing. You look them in the eye and you're like, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> It's honestly, it's so bad because it makes you look like a liar. And I was like, I feel like the biggest fraud. Like, I am a sham. Like, I don't actually model. Do I actually do this, you know? And then I have to, like, stop and think about it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm focused more on singing right now, but I still will do, like, yeah. like an acting and modeling thing. Every, every month I do at least one yeah. or two of each. And so this is definitely something that I do. And it just, it really hit me because last night, um, I get a snap from Rachel, and yeah. she's like, "Who's it?" Or she's just it's like, "Hey, like who that?" You know, and it's it's a picture of me modeling on a website, and I was like, "I didn't even know I was on this website. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea I was here." And it was for um, oh Sparrow Station. Sparrow Station okay. they do like uh, veils and hair pieces and and yeah. bridal accessories. And so this was the shoot that she and I had been on together, and oh, I never so even went to look at the website, I didn't even know, like, I'd forgotten whose website was for. And not only am I on this website, you know, I'm, like, laying, yeah. I actually did come to see my parents, I'm in my parents' bedroom right now. Um, and so I was, like, upstairs on the couch in the middle of the night when I get this snap. And I'm, like, holy cow, <laughs> not only am I on this website, I'm their biopic. Like, their profile so picture funny. is my face. And I had so no funny. idea. But it really is embarrassing. Like, it's terribly embarrassing because you walk around and and I'm pretty sure that, like, like on my own Facebook, my own personal Facebook, where there are people who have known me since I was a child, they've just begun to ignore my posts. Because I'll post something, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, so excited, landed, you know, landed a a job Mm -hmm. that I've really been wanting for a company. And then they're like, can't wait to see the pictures. And I never share them. I think everyone thinks I'm lying at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone in my family is like, she's not actually a model. She's not actually a singer. She doesn't do these things. And so your question almost, like, haunted me. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, is this real? Am I actually doing these things? So I, I am not even lying to you. Like, last night I stayed up making a list 
on my phone of everything I have done this past year just to prove to myself before I spoke to you that I was a real singer. I was like, I'm a real singer. I, I do concerts, I do shows, I model, I'm featured on Playboy. Okay, good. And I made a list of a bunch of things and I read it and I was like, yeah, it's, I'm real. I'm real. It's okay. I do this. This is my thing. No one on Facebook knows because I forget to tell them. Like, I'm super active on Instagram, but I'm not active on Facebook. And no one even likes my posts anymore. Like, I was in a music video that came out a couple weeks ago. And it's just my face, lots and lots of my face. And it's a different band that the music video did really, really well. And I posted it on my Facebook feed. And nobody responded to it. (laughs) They're probably thinking she's not actually in this music video. I promise I'm in this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, that's mine. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I didn't see in a tanning booth, but I, I do <laughs> I, I do think that everyone thinks that I'm I'm <laughs> So many people who do spray tans are gonna be sliding my DMs like why would you give people that idea that they can do that? I did it. I, I got a spray tan. It. I have a similar right? story. I just didn't pee in the booth, but I did everything else. You know, right. yeah, I went in and I got the spray tan. Yeah. Yep. Just like last month. It was my first one and it was so a funny. very different experience. But mm-hmm. I really yep. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it happens. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so great. Um, okay, so as we're kind of wrapping up here, uh, do you have any parting words of wisdom for the general public? I, You know, I always do. I always do. And, and the reason I say that I always do is because I love to talk, obviously. Um, but, but I, you know, it's, it's because I relate. I relate to people. And I know everyone relates to people. It's not like a dumb thing to say, but I mean, like, I feel like at the more people that I speak to as I get a bigger following and as I yeah. talk to these people one-on-one, I realize how alike we all are. People are people. Yes. Humans are humans. We have feelings, and we have the same feelings. We all experience happiness. We all experience, you know, frustration and sorrow and pain, and, and, and we're all going through this human experience together. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I, always, I always tell people you're a spiritual being, having a mortal experience. And I can't remember the first person mm-hmm. that told me that, but that's another thing yeah. that really has resonated with me. And so um, it's so my, my sister, I was talking to Annalisa and my other sisters upstairs just a few minutes before you called. And, yeah. and she was kind of looking over my shoulder at the outline you sent me. And, you know, I knew this question was coming and, and I told her, you know, the very first thing that came to my mind when I read that was you do you boo boo. That's my, I that is that. my advice. You yes. do you, because at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, all the way through the day, if you're not being authentic to yourself, you're going to feel it. Yeah. You know, you're going to feel that lack of authenticity. And so my my one bit of, you know, word of wisdom that I would give to everyone who hears this is just that you need to find peace in the life that you're living. And Love it's okay. It's okay yeah. to do things a little differently. It's, you know, like there's there's a place for you where you can be totally and completely happy and, and it's worth fighting for. It's worth searching out. It's worth being patient for. And, and once you're there, it's just, it's the best thing. And, and it's been, I, you know, I've had some difficult things that I'm going through right now and, and we are all going through difficult things at some point, but I've been reminding myself of that. I mean, I feel pain. I feel sad. I have things that, that are hurting me, but there is a place for me in this world where I can find peace. And the best way to do that is just by being honest with myself about what I feel, what, you know, how I feel about what's going on in my life. And if I can maintain that authenticity, I'm going to be okay. And so everyone listening, just, just do you, you know, be honest with what you feel and what you think you're going to find your way. 
Love that. Mm, so good. Speaking of uh, everyone listening, where where can our listeners find you? Um, you know what? If they're Instagram is the one place I'm active, so if they want to know <laughs> all of me, the things that I'm actually doing, you know, <laughs> Instagram is probably the best the best place to go. Don't even bother with me on Facebook. We're not, you know, my Facebook is dead. Um, don't don't deal there. But but Instagram's great at Crystal Creek Q Crystal C R Y S K L Q U I Q Crystal Creek. Um, you can find me on Instagram there. I also have my main website, which is Crystal Official dot com. You can find me there too. I'm also on Spotify. Search Crystal Eyes. I'm on Spotify too. You can find me there. Um, if you search Crystal Eyes, there is a really, really amazing metal band with Massacre Records. That's not me. Um, they're great, but it's, it's not me. Um, it's a picture of me. You'll see. You will see my face. Yes. Um, and that one. That one's me. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my gosh, Crystal. It's been so much fun having you on. I feel like it's been so much fun talking to you. I've been I've yeah. enjoyed getting to know you a little better too. Yeah, I feel like we'll have to uh, hang out in real life and listen to country music and pet puppies and all absolutely. Of the let's go dancing. Let's oh let's, go, let's, yes. go, let's listen to some country music together. Yes, I mean me and my roommate go down to Provo every week, but we have been saying that we need to hit up a couple places in Salt Lake. So you can be yeah. We need to, we need to do that. I just bought some cowgirl boots and I'm so proud of myself I managed to go my whole little Texan life and never bought any but I bought some just last month so we've got to use those yes I love it okay we'll be in touch we'll go country dancing it's going to be amazing it's going to be a good time hey well thank you so much for coming on and we will be in touch soon we I keep saying we thank you soon <laughs> it was so nice meeting you. Thank you for having yeah, me. Absolutely. You have an awesome rest of your day and your weekend. You as well. Have a good one. Okay, bye.